bang. Oh, nah. this is true. Here with my <laughs> little sister, Ashley. And where's Derek? And in Derek's place, we have a other older, better, perhaps best friend of mine, Brian. Uh, I've replaced back. him. Thank Dang. you. Yeah. Um, as as we pointed out last week, we have no idea what Derek is up to in between episodes of the podcast and sometimes even <laughs> during the podcast. So if we get any info, we'll let you know as we record. But welcome, Brian. Um, thanks for oh, joining well. us again. Oh, thank you so much. I, you know, I just how could I pass up an opportunity to talk about Dick Tracy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. As the listeners know, um, and you should know by now, um, New Release is a movie podcast with a little time-traveling twist. Fortunately for us, we're all in 1990, so we um, are immersed. But for the listeners, we like to have Ashley take us back in time. So here we go, Ashley. All right. We're cruising through the mall. It's packed. We're blown away by all the bright colors. And then, oh boy. There it is. The smell of fresh popcorn and teen spirit in the air. Yep. It's 1990. All right. And we're taking you week by week through the best year ever for new movie releases. Set your calendars to June 15th, 1990. And join us as we discuss our 23rd movie so far from this all that and a bag of chips kind of year. Dick Tracy rated PG for Tommy guns and big city, scary stuff. (laughs) And they really went out of their way to not show nudity in some of those Madonna scenes, yeah. but it was I, pretty, pretty damn close. I try to see it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I try I, with whatever I can, if I can you know, pause the VCR, but it just yeah. never happens. Well, I'm pretty <laughs> sure back in, you know, 2021, as it were with the black levels that we have in modern day uh, OLED screens, there's there's no way those shadows are going to cover um, <laughs> that slip no. she's wearing. So um, we already mentioned what Derek was up to this week. Who the fuck knows? Um, so <laughs> let's just jump into the movie. Critics agree. Dick Tracy is this summer's must-see movie. Time magazine says Warren Beatty creates the best comic strip movie yet. It's great movie making. Gene Shalit proclaims Dick Tracy is a triumph, a visually stunning film that is a joy to behold. A lavishly eye-popping day-glow gangster movie hails Entertainment Weekly, and Siskel and Ebert proclaim Dick Tracy extraordinary and wonderfully original. Two thumbs up. Warren Beatty is Dick Tracy, rated PG, now playing at a theater near you. Dick Tracy, directed by Warren Beatty, starring Warren, Warren Beatty. Beatty. <laughs> <laughs> His fingerprints all over this. Um, what a, we're going to, I mean, there's so many different angles to talk about this movie from. But first, um, we are really excited to have Brian on because I think of the three of us, he has the most uh, extensive history with the movie. Um I think we might have given away last week that I had not seen this movie. I'm not sure Ashley had. So let's start with Brian. Where, what do you first remember about um, when you saw this movie or growing up with Dick Tracy in your life? Um, I, I specifically recall watching this movie with Batman 1989, like as a double feature always when I was a kid, mm. because they were two of my favorite movies. And they're so similar in a lot of ways. I mean, Dick Tracy, the way Warren Beatty filmed it, it made it look just like a Tim Burton movie. Um, So I really appreciated that. So I think they go hand in hand. The one thing I don't appreciate is the the crappy Rotten Tomato score that it got. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) But let's not go there. It it was a 63, just so you know. And and that's just absurd. That does not make any sense because it's almost a perfect movie. (laughs) Oh, okay. Maybe I'll uh, um eventually speak for some of the tomato throwers. In yeah. That, uh, <laughs> well, and it's you know it's a really good food movie. I mean, there's a lot of really good montages Oysters. with yeah, especially you know with Madonna singing sooner or later. You know, you have like the little boy eating chicken, saying, "When do we eat?" You know, he's <laughs> he he's drinking milk and. And yeah, then the oysters, it's just all around aesthetically is it's almost a perfect 90s movie. Well, Dick Tracy makes a 
he makes fun of the food at the diner constantly. It's like a running joke. He's like, oh, what did you put in the chili? Rubber? <laughs> oh, it's a little better this time. Did you wash the dishes? There, yeah, yeah. There should be like a, a spinoff movie of just what he's saying in the background. Like, oh, fuck you, Dick Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he actually is putting stuff in the food because of of the things that he's saying. And dude, the chicken that the kid finally eats after Dick Tracy beats up his um the <laughs> the guy who's like keeping him as a slave. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Gray. Yeah. It's literally like Oh yeah. Yeah. But it looks so good the way he's eating it. You know, he's just like scarfing it down. But that scene whenever he's beating that guy up in the shed is is like tilting that. back and forth. Yeah. yeah, tilting back and forth. I mean, it's just oh, it's so perfect. I love it. Yeah. Okay, um Ashley, before we get into how perfect this perfect movie is, <laughs> um, did you remember anything about uh, Dick Tracy from your childhood? Our I childhood? just remembered his outfit. I never saw the movie, so this is my first time watching it. Um, but yeah, just his outfit and that he like, solved crimes, but I didn't know it had to do with like being in the city or gangsters or anything. So, so I uh, I 100% remember um, the watch the, the watch communicator. Um, yes. like they, they, um, there was a huge marketing push around this movie apparently. And like there were McDonald's toy tie-ins and there were actual like toys you could get that were a communicator watch. I don't think I had that, but I remember really desperately wanting one. Um, and that was kind of my only association with the movie. And yeah, like you said, maybe the signature, like yellow trench coat, the hat. Um, tie. yeah the silhouette of the character um in that fucking watch <laughs> that i still never got it's, although... it's kind of like the turtle com you know yeah. like with the turtles you had the turtle com and then the dick trace everybody wanted the dick tracy watch but for some reason nobody that i knew had it i mean you could have one now if you travel back to 2021 you could just get an apple watch i know and, it's uh, not as cool now yeah maybe you could get like a mod that has like uh the face as a Dick Tracy watch, but it's oh, not could, the same. You're right. Could other people? So it seemed like in certain when they were at the opera or whatever, he would get a call and it was kind of it should have been disruptive. Uh, but it but other people, it seems like sometimes other people could hear it. And other times it was kind of just only him that could hear it. But, you know, the technology is a little impractical when you're talking about important police matters. It's like, yeah, having a police scanner on your wrist, I guess. Um, but Anyway, Ashley, was this a perfect movie for you? Okay, it wasn't. <laughs> Bar is high, set by Brian. It wasn't 100% Rotten Tomatoes, but it was really high up there. I really, I liked it a lot. So okay. I was Yay. very surprised. Even like the first couple of minutes into the movie, I was like, wow, this is like stylistically really cool looking. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't know what to expect, but uh, it was beautifully done. The and set designs, Yeah, everything. the set design. There was like over... It was like 25 or 30 different set designs for this movie. There's like 300 people working on it. Like it, you can tell a lot went into it. And a lot of the back, the scenes in the background are all painted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hand, which is so cool. So I really like this movie. And very vibrant colors. Yeah. They took all wow. the main, the six main colors from the comic strip, which is pretty cool. That's the yeah. Movie. That's it, it's almost, it's like only the, because there's a limited color palette each color sticks out that much more and contrasts the other, the other <laughs> ones. And they're, mm -hmm. they're not conventionally appealing colors. I mean, ketchup and mustard, I guess. Like <laughs> I, I would never wear that suit nor what the kid picks out for himself. I would. Yeah. Well, it takes a special, I, I wish a special that person. I had the, the yellow fedora uh -huh. Dick Tracy hat with a, a yellow trench coat. I, I think that's a good look. When, when you were a kid, I have to assume you thought Dick Tracy was cool, but me watching it for the first time, are we supposed to like idolize this dude? Not like his behavior, but like, is he supposed well, to be cool? Like Batman? I think, yeah, I think he is supposed to be cool. And you know, he, he honors his commitment to his, his lady, even though, you yeah. know, Madonna is this woman who's trying to seduce him. And I mean, she's doing a damn good job. She is throwing yeah. herself at him. She's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> I mean, she's very talented. The music she sings is is just so alluring, and it it just keeps pulling him in. And you know, then she uh, he what is it? He drops her earring, yeah. in in her <laughs> champagne, 
you know, and he's 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 trying to get her away from him the mm-hmm. whole time, but she yeah. just keeps coming back. So I think he's a good guy for not actually pursuing it. Yeah, they, he's a they hero. Ki- they kiss. Yeah, they but, kiss, but as she, he as she's dying. She's really, really trying to get that kiss. Well, the, and this is like the late 1930s, so yeah. basically him not sleeping with every woman that that he can is the standard that that men were probably held to at the time but yeah. don draper you know don draper's mm-hmm. a little later well don but... draper smokes cigarettes dick tracy does not smoke cigarettes he, okay he's yeah. he's super chaste so i mean <laughs> he doesn't even have he has a romantic relationship with um is it tess her name Tess, yeah mm-hmm. but like what do they ever even kiss they kiss like once maybe they always get interrupted by the watch and yeah. duty so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's no time for love. There isn't. I mean, it's like it's an old, a very old comic character trope, like Spider-Man and Mary Jane. Like you can't be with the one you love because you keep having to go serve some higher responsibility. Um, Let's talk about like, so I'm I think I'm with y'all on the set design and the production value and that and that loved it. He loves the movie. I Uh yeah, we're putting (laughs) a lot of words in my mouth, Um, (laughs) but the make uh, it's so weird it's so subjective what you might find distracting and what you might find um like all of a piece i found the world built like the the literal set design um pretty immersive and liked it but then i found the makeup and prosthetics and like some of it some of it worked some of it i just found super distracting like especially when it comes to al pacino's character or something really yeah i mean did you like the makeup i know i know a lot Dude, of big boy caprice yeah yeah oh i thought he looked great you know? okay dude well his his face whenever the coffee is dripping yeah he's, yeah. he's looking at the ceiling like you know it, it's just like he was totally in that character i mean he i couldn't even i i wasn't even thinking al pacino while i was looking at him even when he's like yelling and at, <laughs> constantly throughout the movie <laughs> voice and he's dancing around the, uh, oh, the yeah, dancers man. and slapping them. <laughs> oh yeah. And Dustin part. Hoffman as mumbles. You know, yeah. As that mumbles, was great. you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I, I think we're just, we're just talking about him. So even though I admire the, the makeup and the performances there, I am, grossed out and turned off by it maybe that's the point that's the that. point they're bad guys they're crooks but it, it 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 it's cringy for me to watch um like from a visual standpoint what happened and, to you as a child drew yeah, <laughs> so yeah i really I liked know. it yeah i enjoyed drew told, drew told me the other day he doesn't like forrest gump so i don't trust his opinions anymore <laughs> yeah and our podcast <laughs> is ruined so basically the same movie um no just, uh, yeah no i'm not i'm not trying to argue that i'm right i'm just saying it it was like some things about the movie turned me off and 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 took me out of it and and a lot of it was kind of like the i mean the penguin in batman so batman like brian said came out just a year before this and this was really riding on the coattails of that success um they were hoping it would even more so um uh tim burton was offered to direct this but he was doing Mm -hmm. he was doing um uh edward scissorhands so yeah he he turned it down danny elfman does the score i mean they're going for the scene where al pacino big boy sits around the table with all of his henchmen is like he's the joker i mean yeah well yeah yeah the entire score is it I mean, you could put it side by side parallel to the Batman score, and it sounds almost exactly the same. Right. But I'm so happy that Warren Beatty did it because I think he did his own thing. Tim Burton, it would have been much darker and just, I mean, this was more, you know, colorful and lighthearted and I don't know. Yeah, you know how I feel about lighthearted stuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Well, no, it's just I liked that's where we differed on the two TMNTs. I like the the gritty, dark original and the yeah, in the secret of the ooze, which is oh. all just pizza montages and nonsense. <laughs> so um, uh, no, it's in shenanigans was less to my taste, but I admit that that's objective um, or subjective. So what about um, uh, what about like 
just some of the action sequences and set pieces and and things like that were were y'all riveted by kind of the the plot of the movie itself or you know we're talking about superficial stuff so far yeah well the action sequences were great i the not the beginning with the second there's a second action sequence where they're burying that guy in cement and then dropping dropping him into the into the water i thought that was really cool (laughs) he's like drowning in cement while they're talking to him and they're like see ya I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It just cause what happened had, had uh, moments of lips, like a, yeah, big yeah. big lips or whatever. Yeah, the mo- oyster guy. Yeah, it had moments of like this movie's kind of like G-rated and then you just show scenes like that and you're like, "Oh, that's kind of dark." But there's all these like colors, so it's kind of like conflicts. Um I liked all the Tommy guns they used, about 3,000 Tommy guns. So Yeah, whenever cool. he's whenever he's riding on the wall with his Tommy gun. <laughs> Like so right. classic. I love that so much. I thought the action was fantastic. You know, they stuck to the time, um, you know, like 30s, 40s, 50s. You know, the action was just very cheesy. And I think that they accomplished it pretty well. I mean, there's punching, there's shooting Tommy guns. What else do you need? You know, you know. Yeah, maybe maybe we can give our audience a sense of the tone with this Um once Dick Tracy gets uh, locked up in prison temporarily, he gets framed. The mob gets back to what they're good at and goes on a um, crime montage. <laughs> Do we have footage from that? Yeah. The sooner or later montage. There's three. Your people did it. They got Tracy out of the way. Keep him out of the way. Boys. <laughs> We're back in business! <laughs> Maybe I'll run for mayor myself. Today it seemed the world was about to end. Yeah, and so this is a montage of him getting back down to all the crimes around the city. Yeah. So good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. The Come songs on. are great. Madonna singing in <laughs> them. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> <What was> that? <laughs> they, they don't show the dude at the beginning of that scene. And that's that sound is coming from off camera. And I was like, didn't know, didn't know that a character was making it. It, it was disorienting the first time. But what what character was making it? Was it Dustin Hoffman? Was it? No, it's like one of his other or... henchmen. Um, yeah it, well there's 20 some characters i have no idea yeah who who was y'all's favorite i have a clear favorite um bad guy um who was y'all's favorite of the of, of the henchmen i liked mumbles okay Brian. i really like there's a guy who has uh, a really big head i can't yeah. think of his in the little his, face in the middle yeah the no, little not face. little face oh what like no. literal little face or flat no. top yeah, little face. Okay, yeah, that one's fucking disturbing. <laughs> they, whenever they're whenever they're all sitting around the table and he's got like a huge head and a little face. Yeah, that's little face. Yeah, that's little mm-hmm. face. See, that's that's another reason I love this fucking movie. I mean, that's just brilliant. I mean, <laughs> for them to, I mean, even be like, you know, I have an idea. We should we should just totally make these characters look totally absurd. Yeah. And then they went through with it is just like bravo. Like good job. I'm so happy they did that. I, it would have been I, such a different movie if they if the characters didn't look totally out of the ordinary. For and that is being. that is that what they look like in the comic strips too? That they look all like crazy looking. I never looked and... at the comic strips because okay. you know, I didn't used to read the paper in the nineties. I was yeah, or the fifties. <laughs> yeah, I was like <laughs> I was sticking gum underneath my couch and I don't being... know that on on in my house on the floor right <laughs> yeah i don't know I mean, what i was doing <laughs> late, late i should know if you went back and like looked at them to see if they like mirror or yeah. that was like a warren Beatty decision i was just curious I, i'm sure no i'm sure they do i mean why they they like might have invented some new characters but um that's why they have such an over-the-top look is it's set in the time period that the comic was set in i don't uh, i'm pretty sure this comic strip wasn't really popular or around when in our newspaper days mm-hmm. um so yeah i i liked the the dude um the with the the flat head and the the red hair and the kind of like uh bald head that was one of the main kind of like i, I just thought he was very very like scary looking <laughs> in almost a more realistic way um 
yeah, that guy, he always plays bad guys. Yeah. I remember him. He, I mostly remember him from Raising Arizona, which is one of my all-time favorite comedy movies. But yeah, he's he's great. I would have never recognized him, but I was looking. Yeah, I was looking through. His name's William Forsyth. Oh, his name's Flat Top. Um, <laughs> a lot of the people in the movie. I mean, you. I didn't recognize uh, Dustin Hoffman uh, until yeah. you know while I was watching it. If you don't you know, know yeah. I. I have never realized that Kathy Bates is in this movie until I watched it this previous time. She is in his, she's in Warren Beatty, Dick Tracy's office, and mm. she's the one typing while, oh. while, uh, while Mumbles is under the light. She's there typing. Oh, I didn't, you notice I didn't that? even notice that. No. no, I know. And it's such a small role for her. I mean, she, she had done so many other bigger roles and here she is just typing. <laughs> it's well, perfect yeah and i maybe part of the appeal with all these cameos um and you know lots of people are in just one or two scenes and maybe, they're unrecognizable so they maybe, didn't even really have to like put themselves out there you know maybe mm -hmm. kathy bates character was like a nod to uh misery you know she's just sitting there typing maybe it's like oh, hey, it's ah. that misery <laughs> teaser coming out in november of 1990 so we'll be watching it yeah <laughs> um as well as Edward Scissorhands, actually. So. Oh, yeah. That's, I think that's the movie, last dude. movie of the year. Oh, my God. Please have me back for that. Oh, one. Of course. <laughs> no, um, I love that movie so much. Did let's let's talk about like kind of this is very inspired by the sort of like um, detective noir uh, story tropes, uh, femme fatale, perhaps like what did y'all think? So there's this ongoing mystery of the person with uh, no face what do they call them blank face i think so I don't yeah remember. so there's like there's the al pacino who's the the main villain that we know of in the movie i mean and then all of his henchmen and then rival mafia groups but there's this mystery this person keeps popping up um in the shadows with no face sometimes kind of helping out dick tracy other times um thwarting him the blank the blank okay yeah. So did y'all, I mean, Brian, I guess you can't really answer this um, unless you remember when you first saw it. Did you see the big twist coming, Ashley? No, not at all. Okay. Um, well, because my thought was, I guess, spoiler, who cares, whatever. I thought Madonna was singing like the whole movie. So like, how is she doing all this other stuff? In my head. Always, <laughs> in how my does head, she have time to sing? <laughs> but in my Andy head, she was always face. like performing and I was just like, how is she performing while these things are happening? So in my mind, I just had her like not doing anything else on the side. There, there might be some continuity issues with um, like at the times when she, we see her performing um, Al Pacino, you know, like it's usually when the, the underground speakeasy cl gambling club or whatever is open. And so are any of those scenes cross cut with the when the blank is doing stuff? I, I don't mean, think that, so. Yeah, probably not. Um, they would I don't have been smart so. enough to, to figure that out. I, I do remember, you know, when I was a kid, whenever I when I first saw it, I was really young and blank face just terrified me. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that Madonna has her own like, you know, like all these other bad characters, these crooks, they have certain imperfections, you know, like little face. You know, he's got <laughs> this huge head. And then Madonna, here she is. She's this beautiful woman. But what you don't actually see is how corrupt and 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 I mean, she 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 doesn't care that Dick Tracy isn't in love with her. She has to have him. You know, there's a certain side of her that you can't see. And I feel like blank face is that side that you can't see. It's it's like her her alternate whatever. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. <laughs> What's what would have been really frustrating about the movie, but not surprising at all, yeah, yeah. is that she just had no motivation. She was just blindly in love with this dude in the mustard colored um, uh, trench coat. But they you actually a ketchup give, guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he should have been he should have been wearing yeah. uh, the tank top you're wearing. Um, <laughs> he no, it was cool because they actually explain she's not. I mean, maybe. Uh, she was dating Warren Beatty in real life, apparently. Um, mm -hmm. But oh, really? Yeah. Yep. But the explanation by the end of the movie is that she was doing this because she's been passed around from one mob boss. <laughs> wow, one evil, Drew. They literally say it in the movie. Jesus Al Pacino Christ. is like 
Uh, everything Lips owns, I own, including you. So, I mean, she's she's property to them, but she's trying to do whatever she can to to look out for herself. And that right. means, you know, uh, covering up her beautiful face and um, oh, that's you know, that's seduce. that's yeah. smart. Yeah. yeah. She's covering up her beautiful face. Yeah. I'm not well, just a beautiful face. She's blank. That's yeah, what like she's saying. Yeah. That's yeah. smart, Drew. Did you come <laughs> up with that? Did you plagiarize that? No, Wikipedia. Just, just uh, just intuition <laughs> kicking in. No, but she was like, it was all. Are we are we supposed to think that her seduction of Dick Tracy is genuine or all manipulation? I guess is what I was getting at. I got to tell you, whenever, whenever I watch it, I I want him to be with Madonna. Yeah, so yeah. bad because you know <laughs> Tess Trueheart is just so boring. Is that her yeah. last name? Yeah, I mean, yeah. and so she's so true in her heart, you know. And and then there's Madonna. oh, did you come up with that? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, let's be honest, you know, Madonna, Madonna. is just a perfect woman in this movie. The beautiful voice. It's just like uh, she's an angel. Yeah, what inspired. <laughs> inspired casting she apparently really campaigned hard for the role so hard i mean i was just reading this um that you know other other very popular actresses at the time like kim basinger um and others were up for it but from batman yeah but maybe mm -hmm. they, they would have yeah. the director that would have been too much because the yeah. movies are too similar they would have been like is this just like a kim basinger movie yeah. you know like <laughs> yeah and I, I guess I shouldn't I don't mean to imply like I had any insight into the production as to whether there was she got the role because of who she was dating. So I'm not going to I'm not trying to say that she was great. Um, we're all big fans mm -hmm. of her work here, even if she hadn't been in a ton of uh, movie roles before that I know of. Um, yeah, Brian, what else? Uh, what else are we missing from? Uh, our discussion did we not hit on any of your favorite parts of this movie um well my favorite part are the movie montages yeah so the montage where she's singing sooner or later which is i man i fucking love that song can i say can i say fucking 1990 yeah okay good <laughs> yeah. i fucking love that song so much and like oh that dude the whole montage that and Actually, in any movie, if there's a montage, that's my favorite part. Usually, well, this one has three. Fortunately, <laughs> yeah. this one has three. Maybe that's why yeah. I like it so much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like they're like you know trying on clothes in this montage, which is oh, they are actually montage that I <laughs> are they? Is there a, well, the a, kid does the kid does get a little makeover. Oh, there's a shopping montage. Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. I love it. And then he comes down the stairs. Oh, and Freddie Prince Jr. is like, holy shit, who is that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But now you, the, the sooner or later one is whenever the man, they're calling Tracy and, and like, that's they're, him they're, like they're after the bad guys, basically. And and they're they're finding out that, oh, OK, so they're tricking the cops into going to certain places where they're not supposed to be because they know that they're listening. They bugged them. So that's yeah, that montage. Yeah, exactly. So it yeah. mirrored the one we played earlier was actually the, the third montage of three back to business. It's kind right. of, it's like back to business for the, the bad guys yeah. after they find out that Dick Tracy was, um, was, was monitoring them. The first montage is where it's the bonding with the kid and having him eat like a dozen meals montage. Right. Yep. When, when, when do we? When do we get? When do we eat? When do we eat? Let's play it some just, pool. When do we? Just eat? kept going. I was like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. I hope that you're gonna play sooner or later in this podcast. You are right. <laughs> you're gonna have a little clip sooner or later. We might. <laughs> um, okay. I hope that. Let's Derek. Uh, oh, if Derek was here, I would tell him to save it for the the credits at the end. Um, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I've never said no to a montage. Um, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, the kid. Uh, oh, I wanted to I wanted to ask you this, Brian. Do you know who they originally asked to play the kid? Um, Gosh, another tie into 1990. Mm -hmm. Wow. Was it Macaulay Culkin? It was. It was. Yeah. yeah. Was it really? Or of Home Alone. So 
I, that's perfect because movie. he was the 90s. Yeah. You know, if you thought of a kid in the 90s, you'd just be like, oh, Macaulay Culkin. Guess um, guess what this kid would grow up to be in? Doing Huck. a lot of guessing here. He was in Hook, but not like grow up to be in. He was just in it. He was in uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Is the guy, I'm pretty sure, I was just looking at oh, images, yeah. is he's the guy the who like, is trying not to get drunk. Yeah, he's in the, is yeah. He in the yeah. Nobody drink the beer. Yeah. The beer yeah. has gone bad. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was one of his most uh, uh, prestigious adult roles. <laughs> yeah, that is so good. Yeah. What a good movie. Uh, okay, well, um, I think I think we're ready to put a pin on the first half of our discussion by allowing uh handing over the stage to our own breathless ashley mahoney Weird. <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> she's your sister dude yeah okay, uh... well <laughs> this is ashley's poetry corner all right so i'm gonna read a poem that i wrote about the movie you guys ready Ooh, exciting <clears throat> i was a little like sweaty reading these so bear with me <laughs> all right <laughs> okay wow what a one what a fun and creative movie with warren Beatty, al pacino and madonna as a sort of floozy taking all the vibrant colors from a comic strip and copy and paste them bit by bit add in some rival gangs that just won't quit and you'll have a delightful watch be- because of it and who's the person without a face time to do some detective work bring on the trace dick tracy that is and he'll solve all the crimes in order to save his beloved tess just in the nick of time don't worry, Tracy is always on the case to stop Big Boy Caprice, Itchy, lip, Lips Manless, The Brow, and Little Face. Let's not oh. forget about Dick Tracy Jr., a.k.a. the kid, who saves Tracy not once but twice from an explosion and potentially eating lead. Please watch and enjoy this movie, I beg, or I'll go tell you to suck an egg. Oh. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah, that was beautiful. And you're always beautiful. so good at that. Wow. Thanks. Back to work, Ashley. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you, you misogynistic pig. <laughs> Wait, is that that's not even how you say that, misogynist? That's right. Stay if you're calling me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um let's take a quick break from our discussion of Dick Tracy while we tune our dials to NR94 New Release Radio. This is where we give you a taste of what's happening this week back in 1990, starting with a hit tune. That's such a beautiful song. The song you just heard was It Must Have Been Love by Roxette from the Pretty Woman soundtrack. Moving up four spots, passing Madonna's Vogue to number one on the Billboard Top 100 for the week of June 15th, 1990. Yes, songs from the Pretty Woman soundtrack are moving up to number one on the Billboard Top 100. Ashley, what in the heck is happening in news or pop culture this week? Well, on June 14th, we had the NBA Finals. Defending champion Detroit Pistons beat the Portland Trailblazers 92 to 90 in game five for back to back titles. The MVP was Isaiah Thomas. Oh, sports update. Let's, oh, yeah. hear, let's hear some of crowd reaction. Detroit must be careful. They're not playing the guy out of bounds. They're not going to allow a long pass. Seven tenths of a second. There's the shot. And the game's over. And the Pistons have won the world championship. Back. Bad boy Pistons. The this crowd doesn't right. even sound that loud. So like, yeah, it could have been <laughs> like our hundred people. It could have been, you know, the audio equipment at the time. We um this is right before the Bulls go on their big run in the nineties. So mm. enjoy it while you can, Pistons. <laughs> Did Dick Tracy top the box office report? Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have another new number one. I think wow. the, for the like the fourth week in a row, the the movie we've watched has been number one at the box office, twenty two million dollars. Contrary to some future reports, this movie was a pretty uh, big hit. It, um, I think they had sky high expectations for um, you know they wanted this to be the next Batman, and it wasn't quite on that level. But nevertheless, number one movie in America. Followed by another 48 hours, the movie we watched last week. Uh, and um, 
in total recall still hanging strong at number three with 10 million i won't say what's at number four because we will be talking about it at the end of this podcast pretty woman just kidding nope (laughs) well that's it for the box office report now for everyone's favorite segment on new release radio rank the blank pew 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 Oh, we got a little extra this week. So rank the blank. This is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, comic strip characters on the big screen. Biggish screen, I will say. Strip meaning not comic strippers. Book. Yeah, <laughs> not strippers. Comedic but strippers. not comic book Ooh. characters. So no Spider-Mans, no Batmans, no Supermans. Um, this is pre-MCU. Uh, on the big screen this is like characters um like dick tracy obviously ashley are there any other honorable mentions you want to say hopefully brian didn't pick any of these um if he did oh well um because we'll hear about him twice oh no (laughs) so there's garfield flash gordon dennis the menace popeye the smurfs and peanuts oh did not pick Okay. Um, was that an Instagram answer? Uh, well, there's was Woodstock and Peanuts. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yes, that was like our. Everyone really didn't respond, but tough one tough, tough question. Tough, I yeah. I came up with the topic obviously based on the movie, but I hadn't like researched to see if there would be that many viable options. Garfield immediately came to mind, but uh, once we scrutinized it, I think we did come up with at least a top four of really good options so we have dick tracy from the movie strong contender uh Mm -hmm. based on everyone's reaction and brian's uh perfect stamp of approval so ashley what is your nomination for comic strip character on the big screen if you can hear my snap i don't know if you can but i'm picking the adams family so i grew up watching these movies and they're really entertaining and dark, but also for kids. So I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite character from it? We can, we can, you know, use the totality of the family, um, or we can kind of hone in on Wednesday. The immediate family. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. It's <laughs> obviously Wednesday. It's my yeah. favorite. I dressed as her for Halloween one year, but yeah, she's my favorite. Nice. And the yeah. hand. Great choice. Well, I could not let this topic go by without mm-hmm. pulling my executive of the podcast card and uh, anything goes as long as I'm the one doing it. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm going, if Derek's trying to pull some twilight shenanigans, we will uh, mercilessly ridicule him. But when I (laughs) want to have an opportunity to shout out Riverdale, (laughs) one of the most um, visually stunning Mm. soap operatic, uh, teenage love stories and um high school dramas of the modern age um just a visual treat um candy for uh, just pure entertainment and also and for anyone that likes teen drama of the cw variety which is me sadly still at in my mid it's always true 30s yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, is maybe, it, but is it a comic strip yeah archie but was it a comic strip or a comic book? I guess that's a good question. I might have double cheated. <laughs> I thought I thought Archie was maybe a, it's a strip. Is it a strip? Okay. Uh, I have no so idea. Old, I, mean, I, I just assumed they they mostly had comic strips before then, but yeah, maybe I double cheated. <laughs> you can hold that against me. Um okay. so yeah, I'm going with Riverdale. Brian, what is your it's a comic selection? strip? Okay. Okay, so I have a favorite comic strip. That yeah. was also it, it. It wasn't like it didn't become a movie, but the creation of the comic strip became a movie. Okay. So Perfect. my favorite is Farside. Oh, um, I I love Farside. I think it's the most brilliant animation and comedy blend of all time, and it was made into a movie with Joaquin Phoenix called "Don't Worry, He Won't Get Very Far on Foot." 
which oh, is right. one of my wife and I's favorite movies, well, favorite modern movies, just because, I mean, you know, it's it's a brilliant cast. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, one of my favorite of the uh, the comic strips is it's a bunch of apes like standing around in the jungle and and, and one of them's like uh, farting with his armpits and it says for crying out loud phil can't you just beat your chest like everybody else <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny and it's a great movie too just be sure and watch it and it's in the future so you can't watch it in 1990 but go a little further and you can watch it just we, wait 18 um, years it's fine we yeah. we had those um I think we had like compilation books of Far yeah, Side we growing did. up. Yeah, everybody got, did. You know, our parents got me one for Christmas this past year or maybe the year before. Um, mm-hmm. I've got it on my shelf right behind me. So, yeah, that's a great choice. Um, we, Ashley and I, uh, much like last week, were kind of narrow sighted in our our view. And, and you thought outside the box, which is exactly what a good comic creator would applaud. <laughs> Ashley, this is tough. Um, we usually kind of like to start with the one from the movie. So where do you think Dick Tracy falls in this hierarchy? Near the top, if not the top. It's so one top. or two. I actually like all the choices. I mean, Riverdale is probably too. the biggest stretch just because it's, yeah. I mean, it's a TV show, but, um, and then maybe it's not to everyone's taste. I think Adam's family is more influential uh, well, at least amongst our age group. Uh, and then Farside is, yeah, I, this is such Far a Farside is iconic. I know. I mean, it, well, so is Adam's family. Yeah. <laughs> they made they made a few movies that were released on VHS at McDonald's, but. <laughs> they were in theaters. Okay. Well, let's, let's think about it this way. And they had a cartoon um, show. Yeah, they did. They did. Let's. <laughs> I was going to my my choice was going to be Garfield, but I hated the movie. So, like, let's think about it. If we're if we're going to value the comic over the movies, um, I think that gives Brian. Yeah, he and gets the, Dick Tracy like, a sure. really strong leg up. Oh, did I win? It's trending that way. Let's let's <laughs> let's say Riverdale's last. I'm going to yep. bite the bullet again. Um, let's say Adam's family, because none of us have ever seen the comic strip. Yeah, that's that can be third. <laughs> second to last. Um, and so it's between I mean, Brian, this is your your, your two children here. So yeah, we'll let we'll let Brian you has a pick. Yeah. Dick Tracy or Farside. Farside. OK, easy All right. decision for you. <laughs> yeah. You don't feel bad for Dick Tracy? No, no, not when he was in the newspaper. Cool. Um, is there a random YouTube clip associated to Farside that you would like Derek to look up and play right now, or perhaps when the he... trailer for that movie? I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, if you want to play the trailer for the movie, don't worry, he won't get far on foot. Uh, also, let me a... ask. Let me. I, I Have remember... you all seen it? Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it, and I, I remember it. maybe there being a tie-in to the comic. But explain what it's based on. So it's Joaquin Phoenix and it's based on his alcoholism and how he 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 stops becoming he stops being an alcoholic because he ends up getting in a car crash with Jack Black um, and he loses the ability to walk. Um, So he quits drinking and that's when he becomes inspired to start becoming an artist and start making these comic strips. Um, and before, like he didn't have any ideas because he was drinking all the time. You know, he was just completely miserable. But then he became successful whenever, yeah, he stopped drinking. So it's a biopic of right. the dude right. who would go on to create Far Side. Okay, right. Yeah. And right. Great. That's awesome. So, John, do you want to tell us about your drinking? Oh. Well, iconic Jonah Hill performance. When I was yes. Uh, <laughs> I liked it a lot. And I never stopped. So Something really profound just happened to me, man. Aren't you glad you made us? John doesn't like us. Well, of course I like you. You're crazy. <laughs> we like you too. Makes you get to know me. Well, congratulations. 
yeah, congratulations, Brian. We um, always like our Thank guests you. to lose. So that was not, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, I haven't lost so far. I think I won the last one Shit. that I was on too. Yeah. So it's a yeah. clean sweep for me. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> you are um, our number one guest now. Yep. It'll happen again on Edward Scissorhands. Okay. Okay. Well, it's almost time to sign off on new release radio for this week and give our final thoughts on Dick Tracy. But before we do, let's listen to a brand new track that debuted at number 58 on the week's Billboard Top 100. That was If Wishes Came True by Sweet Sensation. Now, back to our feature presentation. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so clever. Uh, I say the same thing every week, but you it should take it to the poetry corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Ashley, what's the early buzz at the mall for Dick Tracy? Well, as Brian mentioned earlier, Ron Twain's people didn't really love it. Mixed, hmm. mixed reviews. Um, but this is the part where I will read some critical reviews and some reviews from people in the mall and you guys can decipher who said what you ready the first one a visual delight and a dramatic letdown keep these in your head brian so at the end i'm reading them along with her (laughs) (laughs) okay you're cheating yeah you're not supposed to cheat oh am i oh am i not supposed to i'm sorry (laughs) you have to guess who wrote what okay (laughs) i'm sorry okay anyway so that was the first one we never Brian. we never this ne- this never goes smoothly so we're right on track um second <laughs> an exciting and humorous adventure film that appears to be ripped straight out of the pages of a graphic novel it's two yeah. three from the very beginning of dick tracy you immediately get lost in the visually stunning film or movie i guess yes there are way too many characters to keep track of in an okay plot but who cares you should go see it and four, this is a movie in which every frame contains some kind of artificial art effect. An entire world has been built here, away from the daylight and the realism of ordinary city streets. Okay, so the the goal here, Brian, is to say, does it sound like a, a mall person wrote it or a movie critic wrote it? Um, and the mall person is definitely not just Ashley writing all of them. Okay, um, so we're trying to figure out the real review. Was it a what was yeah? Which ones were movie critic reviews and which ones were just bums on the on uh, at the food court of the mall? I would say uh, number three is a bum. Mm, I think number two is a bum because the person said graphic novel, um, and then maybe four. Okay. Uh, I was trying to figure out what order I read them in. So, (laughs) why do you change the order up? up? (laughs) I always mix up the order. Anyway, so the only the only movie critic was from the very beginning of Dick Tracy. You immediately get lost in the stunning movie. That's me or the mall critic. No, you still don't know. You don't. None of. Okay, we have to change this because it's mall person or movie critic. (laughs) What about how about about we start over? Ashley, let's go. Let's go back to let's let's pull the it's curtain. Ashley let's pull or, back the curtain. Yeah. Ashley or real critic. So yeah. So Ashley, myself, wrote from the very beginning of Dick Tracy. You immediately get lost in the visually stunning movie. Yes, there are way too many characters, and the plot's okay. You should go see it. I wrote that. The other ones were all critics. Was that okay, number I, three? Yes. I've got. I've got. That's I've the got, one I picked. So then Drew was wrong. Oh yeah, Drew's always wrong. Well, I don't trust it. I don't trust any anybody anymore. <laughs> um, next week, Ashley, let's do this. You write one and you pick one critical one. Okay. And we'll just and that will just simplify. It'll be an either or. It'll be an either. I explained or it really well this week. Brian just messed it up by going around tomatoes. Oh no! But Same. I only read the first one. I know. Yeah, I didn't know. I totally I I forgot. Oh, no. Who cares? Oh, that, I was already I, mean, I was already on there because you were talking about Rotten Tomato scores. And I yeah. was just like, oh, OK, it's well, OK. It's really well, confusing. Let's, we'll, let's, um, we'll figure it out. All, all jokes aside, all gimmicks aside, <clears throat> the reviews were what, what was the consensus, Ashley? I'm curious. Overall, people really like the special. The 63 isn't isn't. Yeah, but yeah. it was a 53 percent audience score. Yeah, there was so mainly, one guy. 
But that's uh, later. One guy that wrote the film moves at a chug when it should move at a uh, w- move or when it should put the pedal to the floor. Like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's slow. It's really and then slow. You, you like zoom in on this guy's face. <laughs> Key. So, yeah. Okay. But so at the we'll... time when it came out, I'd like to know at the time when it came out, because those uh, Rotten Tomatoes didn't exist. So Roger Ebert really liked it. Okay. Ebert liked it. And, you know, it, I think it was, I, I read that it was universally praised for, you know, all the production value stuff that we we talked about. Yeah. So and it won. Had, yeah. Yeah. It won a lot of awards for that. So it won an Academy Award for Best Production Design, for Best Makeup and Hairstyle. BAFTA Awards for Best Makeup and Hair and BAFTA Award for Best Production Design. So it crushed like all of those categories, not necessarily the acting ones. They were nominated, but not a lot of wins. Um, But Al Al Pacino was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, which is just him yelling the whole time, which I enjoyed. Yeah, he said it was one of his five best roles ever. So would you all recommend this to a person in a mall? Yeah, oh, let's let's give Brian the floor. Yeah, you can you can how enthusiastically, Brian, after we came out of the mall, um, are you going to go around and, and, and recommend or not recommend this? Obviously, since it's a perfect movie. All you got to do is it. say, did you really like Batman? You're going to yeah. love this movie. It's like exactly the same. It's perfect. If you had to pick one. If I had to only pick one. Yeah. Really? It's a hard That'll decision. be you know what? That'll be an episode of the VCR World podcast. We're not gonna talk about that right now. <laughs> okay. I yeah, can't like pick one right now. Uh kill or live or kill or uh whatever. Yeah, because <laughs> that's like that's a battle that I wouldn't want to pick a winner. Like I would oh man, that's a hard decision. So um, Drew, would you recommend it? This is this is I mean I I I gave you all the floor the whole podcast in terms of my overall thoughts. No, I mean, mm. I don't mean, I don't mean that. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't Ew. mean that to be antagonistic <laughs> or contrarian. Yeah. That, What's that mumbles? Uh, I'm already getting, I'm already, well, hold on. The whole gimmick where he, he has that giant, like, uh, water, uh, cooler polar bear. That's a recording <laughs> device where he's fine tuning some kind of like a uh, pinwheel to so decipher what? mumbles. That was, that was. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway, what? that's reason- why you don't like it because of the water cooler. No, you just reminded Somebody me. Call the police. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh shit, guys! Oh my god! I gotta hide in here. Oh fuck! Oh, Derek's wow. back. Wow. Oh, hey, Derek. Christ. Okay, I'm back. You saved. You saved me. I'm not Ooh. recommending it, and that's all I have to say. Derek, what about you? Uh, you don't even want to ask about what happened. I don't want to talk about it. Actually, welcome back. Uh-huh. Derek sounds like he's talking to us through a Dick Tracy watch. Yeah. Ooh, nice. So I I felt some sort of uh, disturbance in the forest, and I heard that uh, Drew is not going to recommend this movie. You're oh, here to no. save yeah. the day. Yeah. Uh, Drew, do you want to finish what you were saying? I, I just, I would feel like I'm being disingenuous. I, I, I love once again, that all of y'all enjoyed the movie and I would, I would never argue against someone that they liked it or they should or not like it. I, I'm not coming in that direction at all. Personally. I wouldn't recommend this movie because I didn't like it. <laughs> so, he, would, I mean, he would come out of the theater recommending Blue Velvet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, <laughs> I just didn't. I, it wasn't for me. It wasn't to my taste. I, I mean, so I'm not gonna. I, I, if someone but asked that's, me, that's and they're really honorable. excited about it, I would yeah, either funny. use the the um, golden rule and just say nothing. Or if they if they put a gun to my head and force me, I would say no. I you don't. can mumble your response yeah. back. And yeah, they wouldn't know. Right. I like so. that he doesn't like this movie. I really yeah. do. Uh, yeah, it I really makes me it. like it that much better. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'd recommend it. Um, so on a scale of wait, one, wait, to- wait, wait, we, I want to get Derek's recommendation oh. just real quick. Absolutely, watch it. It is a really good rendition of a comic strip to a movie. The colors, the the characters, it was so great. Over the top, but in a good way. And he's also got the VHS on hand in his hand. Yep. He brought it. He brought it like with him from on the back of the VHS. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought it. I, I brought it back with me. But well, it's kind of ironic. You had to go to 2021 to get the VHS to bring it back to 1990. A, an early 90s movie. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
I like how on the back it's a horizontal artwork that is cool. of vertical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty unusual, right? You would know that is. Yeah, it's it is very unusual. It really is. So on a scale of one to 90, how 90s is Dick Tracy, including music, wardrobe, actors, 90s tropes, etc. Yeah, I, I, this uh, this one, uh, obviously, like we said earlier, is a period piece. It's set in 1938. But that doesn't mean it can't still have like iconic 90s actors. I would say most of these actors are more iconic for earlier decades. Um, it doesn't mean that this isn't like very much a um, style of movie that is popular uh, in the time period. So, Brian, like if you understand the 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 scale, um, like do you feel like this is a definitive 90s movie or do you feel like because of the time period difference? It, it feels oh, yeah. like okay. I think it's a definitive 90s movie for sure. Um, yeah. It's kind of like the sin city of the nineties. Um, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to say it again, Drew. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. But you really well, don't like it though. Right. I, I just want you to clarify for the audience, for your audience, <laughs> just say, just say that you don't like it. Say, I'll never watch it again. Last week we watched another 48 <laughs> hours, the worst movie in the history of our podcast. And this is a terrible movie. It, it was yeah. terrible. And this yep. week we watched a much better movie. Not, I, I didn't like it, but it wasn't generic. It wasn't, it was memorable. I will, I will never watch it again. Um, yes. Hopefully. Okay. Good. But Good. Because we don't want you. But I'm glad I watched it. No, I'm, whereas another okay, 48 hours. Dick Tracy fans, we don't care about you. Yeah, that's, that, I don't need to be part of your club. Um, okay. But okay, I don't, catch up. But I'm glad I watched Mr. it. Catch up. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm actively annoyed that I watched another 48 hours because it was nothingness. This wasn't nothingness. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not sorry I watched it. I'm glad we can have this conversation. Um and you know, I I understand more about the people that do like it. <laughs> um, there are differences between me and them. This do you like do you like Roger yeah. Rabbit? So because yes. these uh, are it's it's similar to Dick Tracy. Yeah, what, it's what, very year, similar. Did, what year did that come out? Um, earlier, that came right? out or later. In, mm, I want to say 1989, but so this I was confusing Roger Rabbit with Dick Tracy when when I was watching it, or when I first it came out in 88. 88, okay. okay. They are very similar, just very similar movies, except they added animation. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, there's still that whole love story. I don't like that either. So what are we thinking for the wow. right Drew, rating? Drew's, I don't, I'm going to question Drew's childhood here. <laughs> I don't know what happened. We had a great childhood. I like Dick yeah. Tracy. I like who framed Roger Okay, Rabbit. so you like it. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. this, this can still get a, this isn't going to get a perfect score, even though regardless of whether I like it or, or don't like it, I don't think it represents the 90s as much as uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or right. a house party for that matter, or pretty woman. Um, I want Drew. I want you to leave uh, right now with the audience. I want yeah. you to leave a Rotten Tomato, a one sentence review on Dick Tracy, right now for your okay. audience. Yeah, my review would be Dick Tracy. It was bright, colorful, and. So will slap you over the head with its nonsensical bullshit <laughs> like it or not yeah i like that i like that i like that you don't like it you and you like stuff so well I mean, you unlike stuff so well i like that you don't like everything it's good yeah um so how are we gonna rank this yeah sucker? I, I i would say it's it's i i'm I'm siding with Brian enough in the sense that it does feel kind of like very of its of the of its time, late nineties. I mean early nineties. Um, so I would say mm, seven in the seventies out of ninety. Um I don't know. I just don't think it I just don't think it's as nineties as like total recall or any of the movies we have in our top five. That's what I was saying. It's like I'm thinking like a seventy two. Seventy two? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. We're going to, sorry, Brian. I mean, it's not about how good the movie is. It's just about how 90s it is. So Yeah, of course. Um, 72 out of 90 for Dick Tracy. 
All right. So what do we want to include in the new release gift shop? So each week we watch a movie and then we take something from the movie and put it in the gift shop that we want to sell. And I think this is a really easy one. Yeah. So Um, we're probably all in agreement. It's the Uh, the chicken. Yeah. The great chicken. chicken. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to go in our cafeteria. Yeah. It's not the, it's not the diner food. It's not the wardrobe. Um, It's the polar bear water cooler. (laughs) Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a very practical <laughs> recording device. If you have a, a um, informant Rest. that you need to torture <laughs> by shining a slightly bright light on them until they get thirsty enough <laughs> to, to demand water. I mean, come on. Anyway. Okay, so it's the Dick Tracy watch. It's We're the gonna, watch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can finally get the watch that we've been dreaming of our whole lives. Thankfully, we already have prototypes. That's how we found Derek. Um, (laughs) But for the rest of you, stop by the new release gift shop and get your state-of-the-art wrist communicator. All right, Drew, what's happening next week? All right, next week we have some some decisions to make. Um, We have to choose between two sequels to movies that are frankly probably both the originals are probably both of my top 10 favorite movies ever. Um, so I'm going to say the sequels probably aren't as good, but I'm, I, I want to watch both of them, but we can pick one for the podcast. Derek, can you play the uh, first trailer? Only one film this summer has robo action. This is the real trailer, too. I mean, like the real commercial. Robo Power. Sounds like a Jeep commercial. It's like a Pizza Hut commercial. RoboCop 2 Maximum Fresh. Rated R. Starts Friday, June 22nd at theaters everywhere. All right, so we got RoboCop 2, the PG 13, or maybe even PG sequel to the very hardcore original uh, RoboCop movie. Um, and then we have a, another sequel to a movie we watched, uh, about this time last year for new release season one. So Derek, can you play our second trailer? We told you the rules. Remember the first one? You can't get them wet. Don't let them, uh, eat after uh, midnight. What, what if they're eating in an airplane and they cross the time zone? I mean, it's always midnight somewhere. <laughs> you didn't listen. Now, was that civilized? No, clearly not. <laughs> Gremlins 2, the new batch. <laughs> Rockin' your way this summer. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday, May 18th at a theater near you. Ignore that date. So um, this is a very different tone from, I mean, not the Gremlins 1 didn't have some campiness and some kind of fun with the creature design. Gremlins 2 takes that to a whole yeah. nother level, complete with musical sequences Anyway, um, what are y'all thinking? Do you, you which of these movies uh, should we watch? I didn't realize I, Gremlins Two actually came out this weekend, so we'll still be able to find it in theaters next weekend, of course. Um, and RoboCop Two premieres um, next Friday. So, what do y'all want to do here, Ashley? I want Gremlins Two. Okay. Just throwing it out there. I don't really want to watch RoboCop Two, but I will if you guys want to. Yeah, Derek, do you have do you have thoughts? After watching both of those trailers, uh, it's a hard decision for me. So I'll leave it up to y'all. Yeah, I think I'm going to watch both. Um, but I think we should make Gremlins too because it's nice symmetry. With I mean, we we watched the first Gremlins one last too. year. It was one of uh, the movies I was most looking forward yeah. to from 1984 to talk mm-hmm. about. And so I think we owe it to ourselves and the podcast to, <laughs> to follow up on that. Uh, Brian, if you had to choose between these two movies, what would you pick? Gremlins too. Okay, cool. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Easy. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's what sucks. Um, maybe we'll, maybe I'll remind myself of this next week if I watch RoboCop two. It's not good. Um, <laughs> it's like they, uh, Paul Verhoeven, who did the original and who is like, uh, who who directed Total Recall, which we just talked about. It, it brought so much like darkness and actual like entertaining uh satire to it and the second one i think they were just trying you can see in that trailer derek they're just trying to lean into the robocop 
uh, brand as like an action figure or something. And it's and it's not even an R-rated action movie yeah, thank anymore. Thank you so much so, for having me. Gremlins yeah. two Yay. will be our Woo-woo. movie next week. Yeah. Y'all excited? Yes. Can okay. we see all the different gremlins? Um, before we sign off, Brian, thank you so much Exciting. for Yay, joining. Thank you. Yeah, thank oh, you so and much for having me. Check out yeah, VCR you can also on, on Instagram. Here, Brian and myself on the VCR World podcast, which we've been doing for a few months now <laughs> and are starting our second season of that. Exciting. Yeah. Oh, and All right. check yes. out VCR World on Instagram. <laughs> Absolutely. Brian <laughs> is a VHS artist from the future. He would be right at home here with us in the 90s. Um, you might actually be able to get like a job doing it in real time, but now you're doing it um, after the fact. So very cool. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect guest for new release. If you guys um, want to hear more of this podcast, then subscribe by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you find podcasts. Ashley, take it away. Dude, that's a wrap. Sooner or later, you gonna be mine. Sooner or later, you gonna be mine. Baby, it's time that you faced it up.